For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, Tuca talks about his health and contract status, and will Jack Eichel be traded this season? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Tuca Rask made an appearance last week on Nesson's coverage of the WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fun uh, telethon, uh, radio telethon last week. And he talked about his health a little bit, you know, and he thinks he can still play for the for the Bees. And you know what? I think, I think he still can. I mean, as long as, you know, he's healthy and he feels 100%, I think this, I think he, he'll be back. He will be back. It's just a matter of, you know, when and when they get the contract signed. Now, when they do, when he does sign, this uh, this could create a problem for the bees a little bit. Uh, they're going to start the season with Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark uh, until Rask returns in maybe late December or early January, maybe the end of January. We we really don't know yet. And when Tuga comes back, Swayman um, will be going down to the Providence Bruins. So. You know, it's going to be an interesting interesting couple of months. I mean, here's the thing. Swayman's, no matter what happens, Swayman, you know, when Tuga comes back, Swayman is going to go to Providence. No doubt about it. He's still a young goaltender, and he he's exempt from waivers, and he's better off playing the second half of the season with the Baby Bees instead of, you know, sitting on the bench. You know, you don't want him sitting on the bench, you know, backing up Tuka Rask. That's why they signed Allmark. I mean, the Bruins wouldn't have signed Allmark to a four-year deal that pays him almost $5 million a season. You know, just to put him on waivers after Rask resigns and you want to and you want to stick with Jeremy Swayman. So it's a good it's a good choice that Jeremy Swayman goes down to Providence. And, you know, the thing is, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are gonna be complaining that maybe Tuka Tuka's done and everything else. He says he still has a lot left, so maybe there's a good chance that the Bruins will get him at a cheap deal. Maybe, you know, a, a really a really cheap, you know, maybe three-year deal because if you think about it, if they sign Tuka Rask for a three-year three deal or, or even like they sign Allmark to a four-year deal. But if you think about it, if they sign Rask to a three- or four-year deal, that gives Jeremy Swayman a little bit more time you know, to develop down in Providence. And, you know, and I've said it before, you don't want to rush, rush a goaltender right now. You don't. You don't want to rush your young goaltender. You don't want to put him in that situation. I mean, the Rangers did it with, you know, Shesterkin. 
but you really don't want to, you know, rush rush a goaltender. All right. Now Rask has been an excellent goalie for the Bruins, you know, or one of the best in the league in franchise history. And the thing is, he delivers tons of respect from the Bruin fan base, which, you know, there are some people that don't like him because they complain that he's a, you know, he chokes in the big games. Well, you know what? And I've said it before, I'll say it again. He hasn't he didn't choke in, you know, when they played against St. Louis. It wasn't him. It wasn't his fault that they lost. The team just ran out of gas. You know, put a decent team in front of him that can score goals and you'll and you know, you'll win games. You know, maybe 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 that fan base will appreciate Tuka Rask when he's gone. I mean, the Bruins fans today forget the days when, you know, the Bruins had different goaltenders every year from like 1993 to 2008. I mean, even over the weekend, Nesson was playing the best of Bruins. You know, Blaine Locker was in there. You know, Blaine Locker was the goaltender back back in the early 90s. You know, then it became Byron Defoe. Then it became, you know, you know, a bunch of other guys. You know, Rob Tallis. Um, you know, you name it, they, they came through the system. You know, so, you know, I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. I mean, Swayman, yeah, he could be that elite goaltender in the future, but it's going to take a while. It's going to at least take three years. And that could be, and that's the, that could be the, the, the amount or the amount of years that Tuka signs three years. And then it's Swayman's net. All right. So what did the do? What did the bees need to do in the meantime? In the meantime, you know, they could go with Allmark for, for, for a while, you know, but he's not Tuka Rask. All right. So what you do is, and it's simple. You go and you sign Tuka to a three-year deal. You know, you keep, you're going to have Allmark here for at least four years. So what do you do? You, you keep swimming down. Let him be the number one guy in Providence. You know, he's going to be a starter. He's not going to be sitting on the bench every night backing up, you know, Tuka Rask. So you might as well go go that route, you know, instead of having a Swayman, Olmark um, tandem, you know, for the next three or four years if you don't sign Rask. Now, having Swayman and Olmark for the first half, for the first half of the year could be a good thing. They could have, you know, they could strike lightning here, literally. Um, but you know. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it could be, they could be, it could be a total cluster F if, you know, for Allmark and Swaim in the first half of the year. And then what's going to happen? A lot of the Bruins fans are going to say, where's Tuca? We need Tuca back. I'm not hoping that Allmark and Swayman, you know, completely are, are horrible the first half of the year. I hope they find some success, but still what's, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, with these two kids, you know, you have Olmark who's got some who's got some NHL experience, so he might be the number one guy coming in for the for the f- at least until the beginning of you know January or middle of January. But who knows what's going to happen with that goaltending tandem? You know, it could be bad. It could be, you know, could be pretty good. I don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. And I'm gonna laugh if. The Bruins are like almost dead last, you know, are are basically dead last in the division. And 
you know, not because of the lack of goal scoring. That's that that's a completely different thing. But you gotta you gotta realize, all right, that you know the goal. Te- you know, leave the goal scoring out of this for now. But if it comes down to the goaltending, and they're sitting in last place, a lot of Bruins fans are gonna want to go back. A lot of those guys who are saying that Tuka Rask, he's a choke artist and everything else. Guess what? They're gonna want him back. I guarantee you, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna flip their opinion on Tuka Rask, and they're gonna want this guy back. They're gonna want him back. Now, you can't score goals. You know, you know you can't win games while scoring goals. And guess what? The Bruins are probably going to be where they've been the past couple of years. It's going to be that number one line that's going to be scoring all the goals, like it's been the past couple of years. That's it, because I don't, I really don't see. I mean, could Charlie Coyle be the answer to that second line? You know, now that Krejci's gone, you know, maybe the second, maybe maybe he might have a career year. Having somebody like Hall on his on his left side, we don't know. That's the big question mark coming into the season: is what's going to happen with that second line? You know, will Coyle be that? Will Coyle be that number two two center? You know, maybe Jack Stadnika might might actually slip in there and you know might actually have a career year. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's the question mark. The third line, we don't know yet. We don't know about the fourth. Well, the fourth line, we don't know either. I mean, basically, there's a big question mark coming in here when you have your top line. You thought you you were going to actually have two scoring lines, but David Krejci decided to bail, go back to the Czech Republic, and now you're stuck. You know, what's going to happen with that second line? Now, there's not a lot of, not, there's not a lot you can do right now. I mean that's Charlie Coyle's line, so it it's a wait and see. And the thing is, I just don't want to see an experiment every every game. All right, I don't want to see Bruce Cassidy put Charlie Coyle in there one game, then put Jack Stanika in there another game, and then throw in another center from Providence or somebody. You know who knows. And then we have Jacob De, uh, Jake DeBrusque. What is going to happen with with DeBrusque? Is he going to have an, is he going to actually have a pretty decent season this year? Now that it's going to be a full NHL season, how well is he going to play? Is he going to play on a is he going to play on the right side on the second line? I mean, that could be a pretty good line with with Hall, Coyle, and DeBrusque. We don't know, so. You know, there's still talk of, you know, DeBrus getting traded. So who knows what's going to happen in that department. But we do know that, you know, the defense is pretty good. The defense is fine. We don't need, we don't really need to worry about the defense as long as we have Charlie McAvoy there. Or Matt Grizzlick or, you know, Brandon Carlo. So, you know, the Bruins are fine on defense. It's basically the scoring. We know we got that top line. We don't know what to expect from the second line. The third line, I don't really know about the third line. The only thing is I expect Trent Frederick to get some more playing time this season. I don't want to see him sitting on the bench, you know, or a healthy scratch this year. I actually want to see him get some playing time maybe on that third line. You know, so the 
the third and fourth lines are a little bit of a question mark right now. But the big, like I said, the big question mark is going to be the second line center. You know, does Charlie Coyle even, you know, do you even, I mean, you know, Bruce Cassidy's actually going to do it. He's he's going to put Coyle on that second line. But will it really work? I mean, to be honest, I think Coyle's better off on the third line and you put somebody like Jack Stanika in there with him or even even John Beecher would be would be a decent probably would be a decent fit because everybody has been compared ever since Beecher has was uh, drafted they've been saying that he's going to take Patrice Bergeron's place at some point in the future so who knows what's going to happen you know with that whole situation i mean training camp starts in like a week or two maybe i would say two i think a week or two and you know during the preseason, they're going to have to figure things out. They're going to have to figure out who is actually going to take that center line. And what they could do is they each game, I mean, I wouldn't even, here's the thing. With the preseason games, I wouldn't even bother dressing guys like um, Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn, McAvoy. I wouldn't even dress those guys for like the first couple of games. I would actually just dress some of the Providence guys, some of the guys who like could possibly, you know, make the roster and test out a couple of guys with, you know, Hall, I would actually have him play all the all the preseason games. Just with a different just with a different center each game just to try out somebody with him. Because who knows? You know, maybe 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 Jets to Jacks to Nika is going to it would make a really good pairing with him. So it's gonna it's it that's the big question mark right now for the Bruins, you know where do they what's what's gonna happen with that second line center, all right, you know you're gonna probably have Smith on the right side you're gonna have you're gonna have Hall of course on the on the left, who's gonna be in that center position? I mean right now it's Charlie Coyle, it's Charlie Coyle's to lose, but I have a feeling by the I would say by Christmas we can actually probably see a Jackson Nika. Probably, probably sitting in there, or who knows? Maybe the Bruins make a trade for a center at that point. I don't know, but I can tell you right now, Bruins fans, it's not going to be Jack Eichel. I'm sorry, you're not going to get an early Christmas present in Jack Eichel because he is—he's not coming to Boston because Buffalo's going to ask a lot. They're going to ask for picks. They're going to ask for prospects. They're going to ask for a roster player. And I know the roster player, a lot of you are probably hoping that roster player turns out to be Jacob DeBrusque. Or Jake DeBrusque. I don't know why the hell I keep calling him Jacob for. But Jake DeBrusque. But who knows? I mean, now that Jack Eichel has a new agent, maybe this could be the move that gets him out of Buffalo. But where does he go? Where? I mean, you, you, really, you really can't, you really don't know. I mean... His new, his new, um, his new, um, agent, you know, represents guys like such players as Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Seth Jones, Claude Giroux, you know. So, you know, he, he actually has a, he actually has a pretty decent, he has a pretty decent track record. Then again, some of those players haven't been traded, you know, really haven't been traded. So who knows? 
So who knows where he's going to, you know, where he's going to wind up, you know, none of those players that, you know, you know, Pat Brisson, who is, who's his, who's his new agent, you know, has all these other, have, has all these other great players and they haven't been traded from their teams. But could this be the move that will get Jack Eichel out of out of out of uh, Buffalo? I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that one? I mean, but don't expect him to come to Boston because there's going to be a lot of a lot of things going on with there's going to be a lot of things going on with him over the next couple of months. All right, because I have a feeling he will be traded, but he's not coming to the. But it won't be the Bruins. My my guess is that he poss. I mean, there was there has been talk in recent weeks that he could be going to Montreal, but I don't know if Montreal is willing to give up a lot for Jack Eichel. Then again, anybody will would give up a lot of money for Jack Eichel. I mean. There's a good chance that maybe Jack Eichel doesn't go to a doesn't go to an Eastern Conference team. Maybe Buffalo wants to deal with somebody in the West. This day to, this way, they won't have to deal with Jack Eichel, you know, twice a season. They won't have to see him every every single week or every single month. So it it's going to be interesting, you know. But right now, you know who would, who would actually be good trading partners to actually, you know to actually have, you know, to actually get Jack Eichel. Well, you know, I mentioned I mentioned the the I mentioned the um Montreal Canadiens. They've been they've been rumored to actually have some something going on. You know, the other thing is they also have, you know, there's also the Rangers. I mean, there's been talk about him going to the Rangers. Of course, you know, Ranger fans are probably are probably going to be happy about it. But still, I don't know what. Here's the thing: the price tag for Jack Eichel is going to be big. And are any of these teams ready to give up prospects, picks, a roster player? You know, are they willing to give up? Are they willing to give those up? And I don't see the Bruins doing it. Maybe the Rangers doing it. Possibly, possibly Montreal. But I don't know who else would give up a lot a lot of I mean, could Arizona possibly say, you know what, since we're since we're getting up and moving, you know, next season, possible possible, you know, why don't we just like start, you know, rebuild this team with Jack Eichel when we move to, you know, this way we're all set up when we move to Quebec or wherever they end up. You know. So who knows what happens with that one? I mean, if going back to the Rangers for a minute, who do you give up? Who do you give? Who do you give to? Who do you give to Buffalo? All right, I don't see them giving up Adam Fox. I don't see them giving up. You know, you know somebody like a Zabenajad, you know, or a Lafreniere. A Lafreniere. I don't see them going. You know, getting rid of. You know, trading. I don't see Chris Kreider going anywhere. You know, I don't see Panarin going anywhere. So what do the Rangers give up? What do the Rangers have? You know, as far as their, you know, as far as their minor leaguers go. You know? I don't think that they have a lot of 
a lot of really big prospects that the Buffalo Sabres would want. So, you know, unless you're willing, like I said, unless you're willing to trade a Fox or a, you know, a Panarin or a Zibanejad, you know, who knows? But the asking price for for Eichel is going to be nuts. And I don't see the Bruins doing it either. I honestly don't see the Bruins doing it. I mean, yeah, they could give up a, a blue liner here. I mean, they already got. I mean, they already lost. They already lost. Um, they already lost Lazan to in the expansion draft. All right, but looking at this, who do they? I mean, looking at their roster, who do they give up? There's like nobody there. I mean, do you give up Jacob uh, Zaboral? Possibly. You know, would would the Buffalo Sabers want Vakaninen? And a good possibility too, you know, going to the going to the centers or going to the uh, forwards. I don't see I don't see any interest in Anton Blee. Maybe Jake DeBrusque and throwing in a couple of other, you know, maybe even you know some draft picks. You know, maybe Trent Frederick. You know, I don't know. The Bruins really don't have anything, any trading chips or bargaining chips to go with um, to go and get Jack Eichel right now. I mean, the only thing that would probably, you know, the only person, the only roster players would probably be DeBrusque, you know, and possibly, I don't know, maybe, maybe a Jack Stanika. But who knows what's going to happen in that department? We really, you know, you really can't, you know, you don't know because even, even Don, you know, what, what could Don Sweeney pull, pull out of his GM hat here? I don't see anything. I honestly don't see the Bruins getting Jack Eichel at all unless, you know, Buffalo just decides, you know what? You know what? We'll take what you got. We got to get rid of this guy. You know, because I don't see him going. I, I honestly, if, if you know, I think that the possibility of him coming, you know, of Jack Eichel staying in the Eastern Conference is very slim. I see him going out west. You know, maybe LA has an offer. Maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe Ron Francis may have some type of an offer. But I don't think any of those players on the Kraken right now are are worth, you know, you know, are worth the price of Eichel because they, I wouldn't even I mean, I wouldn't even make a tr- I wouldn't even make a trade with with the Kraken right now. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Would I make a trade with with LA? Yeah, they got a couple of great good prospects. I'd make you know I'd make a couple of deals with you know you know Buffalo. Yeah, I mean with Chicago, Edmonton maybe. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see where Eichel goes and what the Buffalo Sabers get for him. Because if they get him for like a bag of for like prospects and picks. Then whoever make then whoever makes that deal is gonna is whoever makes that trade is gonna be is gonna look like a genius. But right now I don't know if Jack Eichel is gonna be going anywhere unless it's at the he's he will probably get either traded by the if he's not traded by the trade deadline then you know you you might, you might as well just Buffalo will be stuck with him. But now that he has a new agent. I have a feeling that things are start. You're going to start to see some movement, not really movement, but you're going to start seeing some, 
you're going to start seeing some trade rumors. And those trade rumors, you know, they're, they're just going to be rumors. And I don't want to hear about the Bruins, you know, going after Jack Eichel. Because the Bruins actually have, they don't have anybody on their roster that they could part with that Buffalo would want. I mean, I don't see, I don't see Sweeney going out and trading Bergeron for Eichel. I don't see him trading Marshawn for Eichel. I don't see him trading, you know, Pasternak for Eichel, you know, or Brandon Carlo or Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy. I don't see him make, making any moves like that. You know, if you're going to go out and get, get Jack Eichel, you're going to have to like throw in a bunch of picks. I would say maybe three, th- three first round picks. Three years of first-round picks. I mean, the Bruins have did, did it before with the Hartford Whalers, trading away three first-round picks straight, straight up for Glenn Wesley. They did that before, so I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he did do that. If Sweeney went out and did say, "Hey, listen, Buffalo, I'm going to give you three first-round, three first-round picks all in a row." Then I'm going to give you some prospects. I'm going to give you some prospects, some of our prospects, you know, two or three prospects, and a roster player. Now that roster player, who knows who that roster player would be? But it's not going to, like I said, it's not going to be Pasternak. It's not going to be Marshawn. It's not going to be, you know, Patrice Bergeron. You know, it's not going to be any of those guys. I mean, my bet is if a deal were to go through for a ro- and you were to include roster players. I would have to say maybe Jack Stanika's in there. Maybe Oscar Steen. Um, you know, maybe Cameron Hughes in there. Kuhlman, maybe. Trent Frederick is a good possibility also. So if you're giving up like young young roster players, those are the those are the young roster players that Buffalo could target in a trade for Jack Eichel. But I'm gonna say it again. He's not coming to Boston. He comes to Boston, it'll be a, it'll be a miracle. And if he does, you know, there's your second line. You know, if Don Sweeney would happen to pull that off, there's your second line right there. There's your second line center. I mean, then then we could talk possibly talk Stanley Cup. We we basically if Don Sweeney were to pull that deal off, that would be your stand. That that's basically your you're you're winning. You're basically almost guaranteeing yourself a trip to the Stanley Cup Finals if you can get that deal done. Because you know you have you have Hall there. You're gonna have Eichel. You know, and who knows who you're gonna stick on the third line right now? I mean, right now it could be Craig Smith. And you know, the only thing that would keep you from I mean, if you were to pull off this deal, if he were to pull off this deal. And get Jack Eichel centering that second line. The only big question mark right now would be the goaltending. We're gonna jump, make a step back again. That would be that would that would be the only thing. Holding you back would be your goaltending is your 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 goaltending with Swayman and Allmark. That would be it. That would be your big question mark because right now, you know, you've pulled off the deal of a century, so you might as well. I mean you might as well go go all in if you're like especially with this with this core i mean if with this core of marshawn bergeron you know and rask now you know you got the you got that older core 
you know, this is the, this is their last. Basically, with those guys, this is their last shot of winning this of winning a cup. You know, if they can get another two or three years, you know, out of out of out of Bergeron, Marshawn, and Rask, that would be awesome. But you know, the the window the window on these three guys are is 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 getting a little bit thin. So, my guess is that you know the if if he were to pull off if Sweeney were to pull off a big deal with you know to get Eichel for something the only question for the Bruins net right now is how good is the goaltending going to be with their two young kids and is Tuka Rask going to be 100% if or when the playoffs roll around because right now I don't even they're not even a, looking at it right now I would say that the Bruins are probably are going to be lucky if they get a wild card spot right now. As far I mean, if you were to if you take a look at what the first half of the season is going to look like, they're going to be they're going to be basically it's going to be an uphill battle for them this year. I honestly believe it. I don't I don't you know be, between the goals, the question mark at the at the second line center. The goaltending, you know, the young goaltending in the beginning of the season, yeah, it's going to be an uphill climb here. I mean, I see them battling for a, for a wild card spot. They're not going to be in the top. I don't think that they're going to be in the top three in the division. They're going to be battling for a wild card spot, and the wild card spot is going to be up for grabs between them, probably the New York Rangers, maybe even maybe even you know I'm going to throw you know possibly maybe a Montreal or Toronto um possibly you know wash you know the Philadelphia Flyers I mean there's going to be a lot in there because I don't even see here's the thing the top teams in the in the in the Atlantic division are going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning of course the I'm going to say the Florida Panthers the Florida Panthers are probably going to be one of those top three. And then it's going to probably either be Toronto or Montreal. It's probably going to be Toronto or Montreal in there. I mean, it could be, could go Tampa, Toronto, and Montreal. So who knows? But I don't really don't see the Bruins being in that top three right now. I really don't, you know, because of the start of this, because they're starting the season with, with a young goaltender, you know, with a young tandem, and question mark at this at at second line center. So we need the, the 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 main thing here is that they need goal scoring, and they lost a little bit of that goal scoring playmaking when they lost David Krejci when he went and signed over in Europe. And I wouldn't even and don't even think about him coming back. I mean, if he if he comes back at some point, you know. I, if if you're him, you don't even bother coming back because this team isn't going to in the next couple of years. This team is not going to be competitive. They're not unless Don Sweeney starts, you know, messing, you know, starts making some decent draft picks and making some decent trades. That's it. That is it. So next week, you know, next week's podcast will probably be a little bit look at you know. Looking at the divisions, looking at the conferences, trying to figure out who's going to finish where. But I have a feeling that if the Bruins are going to be going out, are going to have to settle for a wild card spot if they're lucky. 
This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Now, are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.